quiet. Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everybody. Recruiting Animal here. You know, it's October 30th, 2019, and I had a topic I wanted to talk about in the introduction, uh, but you know what? I didn't write it down, and <laughs> now I can't remember what it is. I don't know. If it, so, you know, Jerry's driving down the highway. Uh, Jerry, you, maybe you want to tell us what coffee you're drinking these days or something as a an intro. What, what kind of coffee are you drinking? Well, I'm I'm a lucky man, animal. My wife uh-huh. surprises me with a variety of Keurig K cups. Uh-huh. Uh, this week I'm this week I'm doing uh, Newman's. Paul, that's Paul Newman's recipe, and then a yeah. Pete's coffee. That's P E E T S coffee. So those two uh-huh. I go back and forth. But I like a, I like a richer coffee. I like a Sumatra. Yeah, I, I, I don't think bold. those those Keurigs are strong enough. They're not strong enough for me. Uh, okay, this is enough of an intro. Well, you're, <laughs> hey, no, 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 what? no, no. Wait a minute. You can't just yeah. half-ass a topic like that. They're not strong enough? What do you mean? I like what, a coffee. coffee. When I make my own coffee, I use four tablespoons of coffee. It's the only way I, it's strong enough. I like okay. a nice, strong, rich flavor. Do we have we to gotta go. that in Keurigs. Okay, no, okay, just, hold okay. on a minute. This is okay. Just twenty more seconds. They have strong coffees for Keurigs. Are you telling me that nobody in the world that uses a Keurig likes a strong coffee? I, the ones I've had aren't yeah, strong. Okay. Okay. Hey, let's get going. Jerry. Jerry. Yeah. What should I do? The recruiting animal. You know, I just wondered if, if Kathy's going to call in today. She's down there in the fires of California. Right? Oh, that's crazy. Crazy, isn't yeah. it? Man. Yeah, it is. Okay. <sighs> okay. So let me thank my sponsors. I'd like to thank my sponsors, PC Recruiter, the Swiss Army knife of recruiting software, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L, the super-duper sourcing tool, and Hone It, H-O-N-E-I-T, the phone interview technology. I'm going to ask a favor of anyone who's called in, Okay. Somebody should remind me to get the ads done in the first half of the show. I always end up leaving them till later, and then I feel guilty, okay? I mean, these guys are actually paying me to do their ads. I want to feature them properly. But everyone who calls in discourages me from doing anything for the ads, okay? And I am like a sucker, and I, I follow their lead. The guest today. Why don't you just knock out another ad real quick? Just knock out another ad. Let's just do it. Not Let's no, go. I'm not going to do them now. We we wasted enough time talking well, about God. coffee, okay? You just Let's said we needed show. to convince you to do them early, and we try to convince you to do them early, and you say I'm not doing them now. It's only three minutes into this the show. Just, just that's why. Go ahead. That's why no, what? Go ahead. Okay, Adam W. Gordon. Adam W. Gordon, did you want to say anything about coffee before I introduce you? Uh, I mean, I quite like it. 
But other than that, no, okay, Jerry yeah, said you've got everything nothing. I would have Yeah, said. obviously you've got nothing to say. Adam W. He's Gordon, nothing. he's got his Twitter address is Adam underscore W underscore Gordon, G-O-R-D-O-N. He's the CEO of Candidate ID. His software tells you when the time is ripe to call a person you've uh, been wanting to recruit because you keep sending them these articles and his software tracks you know how many times they click on them what kind of articles they click on because the different type of articles you know show you the level of interest okay and when they get to a certain is number it of points like, they, is it kind of like, like one what? of those pop-up things on a turkey that pops up when it's done <laughs> yes Huh? Yeah, yes. kind of. Uh, yeah. It's exactly, exactly based on that model. Yeah, yeah, you can use that analogy if you want for 20 bucks. I'm going to copyright yeah. it right now. But 20 bucks, I don't think that's bad. That's some good work right there. Go go get it, turkeypopup.com. Turkeypopup.com. Okay, so anyway, that's what Turkey's his software does. Com. Okay, and he came on this show today, <laughs> it seems, specifically just to ridicule us. Uh, and he wants to tell us how lousy contingent recruiters are. Okay, that's why he came on. Uh, and I'm going to let him get to that. But first, I have to, have to ask him what his preferred pronouns are. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't even uh, know. He, okay. he, he, Adam, he and, see, he that's him, not a joke, dude. Him. It's not a joke, animal, and I won't be a party to it. <laughs> he him. <laughs> Just on the record, okay. I am not a party to this. You can't, okay. you can't do that, man. Okay. Uh, my preferred. But you know what? I got to tell you something. Oops. I was reading an article about that mattress girl, the girl who ran, walked around Yale with a mattress on her back uh, uh, for two a year or two, uh, protesting. And uh, you know, she every time they refer to her in the singular, they say they. And there, they're using the plural. I find it confusing, okay? Maybe it means I'm old. I don't like it. I don't like it. And I'll say it a hundred times. I, I won't be I get hired as a, an HR manager. But that's old what age not, not, is no excuse for bigotry. <laughs> Alan, Alan you run a company that? with, what, 20 people in it? Alan. Alan Gordon. Adam, Adam is he Gordon. there? Adam, Jesus, I've been on the show Adam, enough Adam. times that you remember my name. <laughs> we learned the name of your guest. Right. Yeah, I forgot exactly. the name of my guest. Sorry. Okay, but he's trying to come with actual handle, people. But not my, uh, Adam. You remember my Adam. Twitter handle, but not my actual name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Okay, you got people. Do you ask the people in your company what pro, what pronouns they want to be called by? Uh, no, um, I, I, no, but I mean, I don't know whether that's an emerging emerging thing we need to start thinking about. Why not? Oh, it's emerged a long time ago already. Why not? Why don't you ask them? You're, you're just Scotland's not woke yet, I guess. Okay, we'll just you. You're kind of in the backwater. Okay, up at the top of England there. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Just start telling. Yeah, just start telling us why uh, contingent recruiting is so awful, and as you claim, it's responsible for all the bad press that uh, recruiters get. If you go on uh, Google and put in recruiters are, and you see shitheads and assholes and all these terrible things, you're blaming that on people like Jerry and me, okay? And I want to know why. Okay, so... It's really important to be specific about this, and I'm afraid I've made a failing, and so have you, in terms of 
describing this this subject. So you you just said in your introduction that I'm I'm actually blaming recruiters. I'm not. I but also I have to be, I have to be more specific than I have been because I said. You know what? Don't protect yourself for problem. 10 minutes before you get to the point, okay? Don't protect yeah, yourself. Don't... Just say it. Spit it out. All right. It's, it, it's, it's important to say that, that I, I said contingency recruitment is the heart of every problem in recruitment. But actually, what I, what I meant by that was more specific. It was competitive contingency recruitment. So the process where the, the hiring manager goes, right, I need a financial accountant. I'm going to dish it out to 20 recruiters I know and then I'm expecting them to go off and do a great job and not talk to the same candidates and all send me individual resumes with people that are highly briefed and all that sort of thing. That's the worst thing in recruitment. It leads to nobody is obligated to be civil to each other, let alone take a call at a scheduled time. Okay, here's okay. here's the complaint. Let me uh, okay, uh, uh you know the North Americans will clarify what you know these Europeans have to say or I don't know if they consider themselves Europeans. Okay, what he's saying is that if you're a contingent, first of all, contingent recruiting means you don't get paid unless you actually place somebody. So it's like going to a doctor and saying, Doc, uh, the doctor will tell you, look, I'm not even going to charge you if I don't heal you, okay? If I tell you, you know, take this medicine and it doesn't do anything for you, I'm not going to charge you. To me, that sounds incredibly fair, okay? I think that's great. But uh, yeah. okay, but a- Adam Gordon says here's what happens uh, when they give an order to a contingent recruiter. They don't just give it to one recruiter. They give it to a dozen. And so all these recruiters are competing with each other. So as soon as they find somebody who's even close, they whap, they send in the profile. They don't spend time to screen because their main concern is beating the other recruiters in rather than screening the candidate properly, finding the right people. Well, i got to tell you something, Adam. Your problem there is that the – uh, is that the recruiters aren't asking for exclusives, okay? Or to, to you know, they, they take orders that a dozen other recruiters are working on. They don't say how many other recruiters are working on this and go somewhere else if there's too many. That's your problem. Am I right, or is there more to it? There's more to it. No, well, there is. There is more to it than that. However, that's not a, what you're saying is correct. It is absolutely correct. So I've been thinking about what other industries are there, what other professions are there where somebody will work on something and they only okay. get paid who's on the Who's the other success? person with and the deep real- voice? Who's the, guy, who's the guy with the deep voice who wanted to get in on this? Well, there's more to it. Alan. Who's that? Alan. It's also the client. It's the, it's the company problems, too. Clients want to be lied to. What do you mean? Okay, if... if oh, oh, please. If, you, if I go no, in... No, please. And I, I don't know what that means. Who wants to be lied to, okay? If your wife is cheating on you, maybe you don't want to know, okay? Hiring companies, most – if you walk in and present and give them the realistic or even optimistic time frame of finding the right person, and let's say it's 30, 40, 60 days, whatever, and they say, well, you know, I just talked to these two other agencies and say they can get me resumes in four days. It's like, great, fine, and you have the conversation, and – I've had this happen. I give them my card. Call me when it goes wrong. And they call me when it goes wrong because they wanted to be lied to. Uh-huh. Okay, so you're you're, you're competing with liars. That's the problem. Anyone can undercut you because they'll promise the world. Am am I right? 
And what I'm saying is, is if you go and you ask for the exclusive, which you should, or if you get a, a limited exclusive, that's great. You're building the relationship, and then you can be a true consultant. But if you're sitting there dealing with all the other people that make us look bad in the industry, then unfortunately, it's a horse race to the bottom in some cases. Okay. Anybody Jerry's else want to contribute to this before it goes back to Alan? Because I think he's destroyed already. Uh, anybody else? Yeah. Anybody I'll else? I'll just want to Alan. You, you don't have for exclusivity. You, you earn it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what, what Andy Fleur is saying. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, Mike. I know I'm screwing up Alan and Adam, okay? Uh, it's just a little blip in my mind. Jerry, what are you saying? I didn't, I'm not following you. Go ahead. Say it again. I'm just saying I, I personally don't ask to be exclusive. I just don't. I just earn that through, through long-term customers. Right. I don't even bring it okay. up when, when I'm talking to a to a good customer, and that's the sweet spot of the contingent world. It's not in waiting for an RPO company to send you a wreck along with 20 other firms on the vendors list, which I think is what Aaron's talking about, but I don't know. <laughs> Aaron? Yeah. At least Aaron I didn't call him Aaron. Aaron, okay? Yeah. Okay, look, Adam, Jerry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, hold on. Okay, we're a bit drunk today. Okay, look, I, I, I'm I'm confused. Uh, so Jerry, do you so yeah. will you take a job where there's ten other recruiters working the same search, or does that really just never happen to you? No, and that just never happens. Ten other recruiters? Okay. Are you kidding me? I'm not working. Uh, Adam Gordon. Now, okay, you're ten to come what back on this, Adam 20. Gordon. He said twenty. No, it wasn't one though, Jerry. If there's if there's if if they're giving it to you and say I don't, well a small number, like if they're giving it to you and two others, do you work hard on yeah. it? Sure, yeah. Okay. And I will probably okay, I, I think... will probably kick their ass because I'm good. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, okay, I mean so I that. expect to succeed, and I will introduce yeah. one candidate that I think is qualified for the job and should interview. And if they don't interview them, then I'm done. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to waste a whole bunch of time. There might be a, a a time or two where, yeah, they're working with a couple other agencies, and it's a CF. Do they have CFs over there in uh, the U.K.? First word being cluster. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have them here. And once so the, we, sooner so, you, yeah. the sooner you spot it, the sooner your contingent world isn't miserable, and you move on. So Jerry, you're yeah. a bit different because there's not very. You, if you can make like seven figures from the kitchen table, you should keep doing exactly what you do. But most people are not doing that because they're working for Hayes or something, and they're yeah. in a CS with ten yeah. other recruitment companies, and that's what they do. They cut corners. They don't tell the truth. They don't tell the candidates yeah. they're actually even going to yeah, send them sucks. to the vacancy. They give no yeah, feedback. that sucks, and there's a and lot of not, there's a lot of people in that, and that's that's a that's a rough life, you know. So and you learn nobody, up and advance through that, don't you? Well, you do if you keep going. So, but nobody is yeah. obligated. But the thing is, most people are not like you. Most yeah. people are somewhere in their twenties. They don't know any different, and mm -hmm. they think it, they think mm -hmm. it's normal that candidates ghost them, that they ghost candidates, that the hiring manager ghosts them, that everybody ghosts each other. And it's actually yeah. in amongst all of that. It's actually, despite all of that, some jobs do get mm. filled. So yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, think that, I think the fact that nobody has any commitment to anybody else 
is a, is a big problem, and it means that everybody's pissed off. Hiring managers are pissed off. Candidates are pissed off. And morale within a lot of recruitment jobs is not but, very great. As a great. So what do you, su- what ex- do you yeah. suggest? Thank you. Outlawing, outlawing the process of using multiple recruitment agents. <clears throat> so if you're selling your house, you go, you go to a real estate agent, and they take a commission yep. from selling your house. But you don't appoint three at the same time. You appoint right. one. If, if you've got, no, but you'll take hold on. You'll take shoppers. You'll take buyers from any. The the, you, the not everybody gets to list your house, but any any uh, real estate agent can bring people in. Okay, you're you're, no, you're right. through, you've got a bad analogy. You've listed it with. No, that is a good analogy. It is. It's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So, so that you've works got a bit one different in North agent. America. In the UK, in the UK, it doesn't work like that. You don't have. You don't have like real estate agents speculatively sending buyers into uh, into sellers. It doesn't quite work that way. You appoint one agent and that's it. So okay, I'll give you a different. Yeah, that's how it is here too. Case. Okay, I'll give you another. Yeah, that's analogy. how it is here you follow, too. You, you the supermarket shelves all fall over. You slip over on a broken bottle of whiskey. You mm-hmm. uh, damage your hip and knee, and you get a bit of glass stuck in your leg. You you don't go to multiple lawyers to, yeah. You you don't go to multiple lawyers to represent you and get you some compensation. You do one. It's no win, no fee. They represent you, and they get and you they take a percentage of whatever it is. You you don't you don't have multiple people representing you. So that's another contingency example where a lawyer is not going to do it alongside other lawyers, and whoever gets the fee gets the fee. So I, I think we raise standards by absolutely exclusivity is if you're, if you're good enough to earn it or if you're not good enough to earn it but you actually ask for it and get it, I mean, you're still great. But it's those, it's those recruiters that say yes to taking vacancies alongside five, six, ten other agencies that causes all the problem. It's like Game of Thrones. Um, it's, there's no rules, yeah, but, rules but, are out but, the window. But, but, the, the flip side of this, though, is that these recruiters are calling every single ad they see run mm-hmm. on Indeed and LinkedIn and begging to get on the list. So mm-hmm. it's, it's not these, it's not these uh, nefarious companies subjecting 10 different firms to the same crappy opening. It's 100 recruiters calling the one company saying can i please be your value added partner can i all of that it's it's the recruit the recruiters are doing and it's not it's not the lawyer it's not the real estate agent but if there's a if there's a standard which is if there is legislation yeah. which says you need to you, if you need to recruit outside your organization he's you a communist one he's a communist yeah, he wants the government to take over this recruiting is, no way this is this is too close to uh, Russia for me. Yeah, I'm not talking about I'm, gover- I'm not talking about a government sponsored yes. agency that t- that actually <laughs> provides the service. I'm just I'm just talking. No, about you're just talking about the government making a law governing yeah. your I'm industry. Just talking about, I'm just talking about making a yeah. law that makes the entire recruitment industry yeah. instantly yeah. more professional. No. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, look, no, I am going to no, do an ad. No, I, hold on, I am going to do an ad. Going to do an ad now. Going to do an ad because Nick Livingston okay. from 
Nick Livingston for the from Ukraine Onan. government. You know, I guess he heard me talking. You know, New sponsor. after the show started already, he sends me a script. But I'm going to do it like he wanted me to. Okay, he said, "This is." Uh, he says, "Hey, animal, can we try this this pitch?" Okay, here it is. We tried all the video interview tools, but as most recruiters do, we we can't. We, well, yeah. Everybody know I'm transparent. Okay. We tried all the inter, the inter the video interview tools, but like most recruiters, we came back to the telephone. You want to know why? Because phone interviews are easy. They're convenient. There's nothing to download or install, and candidates can take a call anywhere. But as a recruiter, I was tired of scheduling calls. I was tired of typing interview notes. Oh, no. I was tired of spending 20 minutes on write-ups. You know what? Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T, interview technology, was designed by recruiters to schedule, screen, and submit talent faster. Yeah, Honeit turns telephone interviews into recruiting insights. Try voice, it says voice fist, but maybe he means voice first. (laughs) Try voice first interview technology for free. By visiting Honeit, H-O-N-E-I-T dot com, and using the promo code ANIMAL10 for a 10% discount. ANIMAL10, right on! Okay, that's promoting me. Honeit, but you know what? He didn't say what Honeit does. Honeit records your interview. It lets you create little clips that you could send to the hiring manager that focus on the key issues and then it turns everything automatically into a transcript. So go to honeit.com for hone it. And back to our good friend, Adam W. Gordon. Okay, I think we're done with we're done with that contingent recruiting thing. We're going around in circles now. Okay? Here, let's get to the big questions. What about jeans at interviews, Adam? Is that okay? If someone came in to interview with you in a pair of jeans, would that be okay? Yes. Yeah, no problem. It wouldn't my it wouldn't it would it would in my company, um, but it's a technology business. So I mean, I'm sitting in jeans and a pair of trainers. Um, but if it was a if it was a recruitment agency, I would not be very impressed with somebody turning up in jeans to meet me. Uh, that said, really? I wouldn't expect them to turn up in a three piece suit with a tie and that sort of stuff either, because that's just makes you look like okay. Yeah, uh, I don't only ask hard. about jeans. Michael G. Cox. If, if somebody came in to interview with you in a sports jacket and jeans, problem? Is that a problem for you? Well, depend. Yeah, it would be a problem. Absolutely. Oh, really? Alan, I'm are you still with us? Alan Floor. Alan Floor. No. Kendra. Kendra might be listening. She's lurking these days. But you know, I'm exposing the fact that she. Yeah. If somebody came to interview with you face to face wearing jeans, is that a problem? Yes or no? In construction? No. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. <laughs> but what about if it wasn't construction? Is that a problem? Jeans and a sports jacket? <clears throat> it, it, it's, a, it's all dependent. One, look, one of my be- look I, I had it happen accidentally to me where I had a coffee accident, and I literally had to change into jeans and a polo shirt, and I walked in, and I brought my suit, and I said, sorry, this is what happens, but I'd rather make the meeting, and it was a great meeting. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, but you you brought your suit with you. I peed myself. I couldn't put it but back in on. in general, people, it really depends. It depends. If you're dealing in the financials or other areas, you have to be what is within a relevant range of what is considered normal practices. Okay, and let also, me put that a different way. If, the, if it was an A-level candidate, like a, just a, someone who was really good, and they came in in jeans, would you knock them out for that reason? Knock them out? No. Okay. Okay, good. I don't think anybody with a brain in their head would, but most candidates are average. But, okay, but, I'll would, move on. but Animal, yeah. wouldn't the Just, rest of them who would knock them out be all those slimy recruiters that were ba- that Adam's bagging on? Because remember, I'm Adam, you know, Adam, not Adam. Adam. Adam was, is not against, against contingent recruiting. Only his complaint is, is no. the exclusives. His exclusives is his only problem. He doesn't care at all, at least from what he just said, how you bill your your uh, client, whether you take money up uh, a, a fee, a retainer in advance, or, or anything like that. He doesn't care about that. Exclusives are his big issue. Okay, he didn't make himself clear. Okay, how, what about the exclusive when you can't deliver? What do you do at the what end you when you're like, hey, I tried? Well, I mean, I, what do you mean? I what do I, I mean? mean? It's fair, you it's fair for the employer it's, it's fair for the employer to do like a 14 14 day contract something like that and then they can go and use somebody else at the end of that 14 days if you fail to deliver mm-hmm. okay that would be the, that would be the way know, to do it I was just asking okay there was a person uh, asked a, a question law to tell companies how to hire or how to recruit externally that's, that's some scary mm. stuff dude well they're already <laughs> yeah. they're all, they're all they're, Hold on, hold on. There are already loads of laws telling companies how to hire. I mean, you can't, there's loads of things you can't do. There's a lot, a lot of laws around recruiting that already exist. Absolutely. It's one of lots of others. But you can't be ageist. You can't be sexist. You can't be racist. You can't do Those are to protect things. human so, rights. That's a completely different thing. Me. And if you, don't, if you, well, if you can't see the difference, you don't deserve to be the CEO of a company. Just let me tell you right away. Yeah, I, I want my money back. You're voting labor. <laughs> He's voting labor. You know, Jeremy Corbyn has these Stalinists who are his advisors, and I <laughs> smell that Adam is going to be voting for them. Okay? I'm, def- the next no, election. I'm, I'm definitely not. <laughs> I'm definitely not voting for them, but the, the point is that this protects recruiters' rights, candidates' rights, and employers' rights. So this is also about human rights. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe, it's maybe, it's a, maybe it'll be good for recruiters as well. Performance protects his or her rights. Hold on. I like what he just said about it protects recruiters. There is an angle at which it does protect recruiters, too. Okay? Yeah. Okay, well, you bad, know what? Let's think about recruiters, that. Bad recruiters have to leave the market because they can't get any work because they can't get right. any exclusive. You know, so all of, the, all of the shitty recruiters have to leave the market, leaving all the good ones to do a great job. Okay, Survival and you're saying – but you're saying you're saying that the contract would be for that's, two that's weeks. That's already happening. That happens all the time. No, it's not. It's not happening. It's not happening. There's like big recruitment companies continue to hire substandard humans to come and you know do do a bad job. But Adam, people hold people on who a cut second. corners and just tell lies. But hold on a second. How in in one sense, how is that different from the car sales or the residential real estate sales business or other sales oriented businesses? Uh, I mean, if I'm selling, if I'm selling my car, I don't list it with multiple car dealerships. No, 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 no. 
if you are a car salesperson for a car line or a a, a real estate agent with Remax or Century 21, what is the difference between what you just said is not happening in recruiting? It's the same thing across sales sales industry companies. They lie. They lie. That's his point. They exaggerate, okay, and they hide oh, the bad thing, happens. and they, they focus on the good. They put their good foot forward, Adam. That's what he's saying. Any salesman I'm, I'm or saleswoman is a liar. Recru- I'm saying recruiters who are in, in competition with lots of other recruiters, and they're either unlikely to make a fee on it, they do a bad job on that, or if they think they really want that fee, they might have to you know, drive over their grandmother in order to get that fee. So they're incentivized to do things that maybe are not ethical. Right. And okay. which point? But you know what? Wall I, I see what about Wall Street? Way, we need better standards in our industry. Okay, what about Wall he's Street? Got a point. Uh, he's got a point. If, if, uh, if, if, it's t- if these contracts are time-limited, where these recruiters don't lock up a, a search for six months and do nothing, then, you know, uh, there's a fast turnover. There could be a fast turnover, and you could get more, uh, an opportunity, uh, even if you're not the first one in. So, but let me move on, okay? We don't want to drive but, everyone away. No, but away. hold on. The thing is, the, we are here in this here in the states. We are free to pursue that kind of business if we want. Yeah. If my customer and I want to enter into that freely arranged agreement, then we sure can. And, if I'm yeah, a good enough will. salesman, they do. They will. Sure, they do. We have retained. We, there's retained recruiters all over the place. That's right. Yeah, it's called retained search. I mean, it's legal. It's not mandatory. You're talking okay. about mandatory retained search. I gotta go. I gotta yeah. go to a new I'm question. About I mean, mandatory I, exclusive. I'm talking about mandatory. I need a new question. Not mandatory retained. New question, please. Uh, mandatory please. retained without the retainer. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Okay. There needs to be a new name for what he wants. It's just you know uh, exclusive recruiting. Okay. So look <clears throat> here. You, I like this that person asked the question. It. This person asked a question, uh, what you know, are tips for starting up your own recruiting business? And so this is what Alan said, automate absolutely everything. That will enable a recruiter to do three times Adam. as much. I think it's Adam, Adam not Alan. Sorry. Alan said that or Adam? <laughs> I had a coffee. Just, sorry, the, Adam. The if, yes, you know, this is, if this is not a good comment, many, Adam. Alan said it. Okay, there's not many atoms in the world. I have to tell you, you're the only one I know. Okay, so <clears throat> okay. You don't know so Adam from these, Adam. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. You don't know Adam from Adam. And okay. that's a wrap. There, yeah. Okay. <laughs> he 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 gave us the automation. He told us what what you need as well. Okay, for diary management, that's Calendly to that's to arrange interviews. Calendly. For sourcing, he recommends Pocket Recruiter. Maybe that's big over there in in the United Kingdom. Pocket Recruiter. What or, is or, it? Or, what is that? Or, or Hire Tool. T U A L H I R E T U A L. Is it the same, same kind of thing? Okay, so Pocket Recruiter is the same as Hire Tool. <clears throat> Similar, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Great. We'll do the ad in a second for Hire Tool. Programmatic yeah. advertising. Click Click IQ. Right. Yeah, you could do. There's a lot of others that are similar. Yeah. Click what what is good. programmatic advertising? What is programmatic advertising? It means it means the machine tells you something that helps you to make a decision about what to do. So it runs a program, and the program might be, it might tell you here's the places to advertise on. 
it might automatically switch on or switch off the adverts depending on the number of uh, number of applicants you've got. It might help you set the budget. It can do. Hey, hey, Jerry, can you mute yourself? Jerry, can you mute yourself while you're talking to other people, please? No, I can't. No, I can't. Alexander is explaining something important. Okay, so programmatic advertising. I was interested in what we were talking about. Okay, a chatbot, chatbot. Job. Well, you should be, Jerry. Yeah. You, you're you a kitchen table recruiter. What he's saying, you could do three times as mm. much if you just got these six programs. Uh, Calendly, Pocket Recruiter, or, or Hire Tool, Click IQ, okay. a Chatbot, okay. Job Pal, Chatbot. A- Alan, Alan, I mean, Adam. There, I'm stuck on Alan, <laughs> yeah. okay? A- Adam. Oh, so, Chatbot. Chat, you, you recommend a Chatbot yeah. for everybody? Definitely. Really, guy, you talk talk that up a bit, okay? Because I don't think people like uh, three man or, or three person uh, recruiting shops. I don't think they think in terms of chatbots. But you're saying they should okay. get chatbots. I'll explain. Yeah, definitely. I'll explain why. The, the first reason is that candidates will often come and look at your website at times of the day when either you're unavailable because you're meeting with other people, or you're not working because you're sleeping or whatever. So they want to ask some questions or they want to give you some information or something like that, then they sometimes are going to want to talk to a chatbot rather than just click the link and send you an email. They might want information then and there that your chatbot can provide them with. That's the first reason. Okay. The second reason so is hold on. candidates Let me ask don't this. want to talk okay. to humans. Okay, that's true. And, and yeah. Until they've mm-hmm. absolutely decided, I want to engage with this recruiter, they don't necessarily want to ask all of the basic sort of frequently asked questions. They don't want to talk to a human. They want to do it in their own time, on their own. They talk to your chatbot. Yeah, you're going to get the transcript of that anyway. You're going to get the information, but they feel more comfortable talking to a bot than a human. Some people do. So you want to give them as many options as possible. That's why. And it doesn't cost a lot. A chatbot doesn't cost a lot. It costs a bit of money in getting somebody to make it work for you properly. But the actual chatbot itself could be $20 a month. It's not much at all. Okay, but the a chatbot, they work well enough to, to trust them with a, with a, a real Absolutely, person? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're not going to get the chatbot to decide whether you interview somebody or not, but to give them, to, to, to talk to candidates through some basic questions and stuff like that, give them basic answers to that. Like, they might want to know what yep. types of jobs do you recruit for, who are some of the customers, you know, the companies that you recruit for, that kind of thing? Um, uh-huh. Then you can absolutely lo- load up your chatbot with, you know, the top 50 most regularly asked questions of your your of your business, of your recruitment business. Load the chatbot up with that, and then just press go. Okay, and so I'm going to do an ad before we finish your next two recommendations. But so far, you recommended Calendly, sourcing software, programmatic advertising. In a chatbot, you recommended Job Pal, but I assume there's others as well. Okay, so but oh, yeah, to absolutely. go back to sourcing, we have a sponsor for the show, Hire Tool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L. I'll just tell you everybody how it works. You go to hiretool.com. You put. You don't have to know Boolean, okay? Any. Uh, you don't have to create uh, a search string. You just put your search in in ordinary English. It creates the search string for you, and it searches a whole bunch 
of uh, websites all at the same time, which saves you tons of time. It works fast, okay? And then it returns a list of uh, ranked candidates. It guesses what their salaries are. It guesses who's going to be most ready to leave, which is Adam's uh, specialty as well. And uh, you're rolling, okay? So go, and it's also famous for uh, giving uh, good contact information, both personal and professional email and phone number. So go check it out, please, at HireTool, H-I-R-E-T-U-A-L dot com. Everybody in North America is shouting about it, okay? I guess they've got uh, other favorites maybe over in Scotland, like Adam just told us, but HireTool is our favorite. So back to the other two elements that you recommend. There was uh, diary management, like for appointments, Calendly, mm-hmm. uh, the sourcing like hire tool, sourcing uh, software, programmatic yep. advertising like Quick IQ, a chatbot like JobPal, uh, video products. What are you talking about there? Well, for example, there's um, like Audro, which is very popular in the UK. Spell that. I don't. I can't understand like what you're saying. O D R O. Audro. Okay. Yeah. And Audro allows you to. You're on somebody's LinkedIn profile. You think, I'll tell you what, I want to contact this person, but I want to make it quite personalized. I just click my Audro button, top right-hand side of my uh, browser, and then it brings up the video into the, the video message uh, tool. I record my 30-second video. Hey, Animal, you look like you've got great skills for this podcasting job um, or th- this radio show job that, uh, that I'm hiring for. Um, I'd really like to talk to you. You're, you're the best for it. And then just press send, and it sends them automatically your 20-second video, which explains why you want to talk to them. So there's things like that. If someone wanted to look on, on Google or any search engine for that kind of product, what, what uh, is the generic title? You mentioned Audro, as O-D-R-O, as one of the uh, offerings. Uh, what, what's the generic name for these things? Uh, well, it's, uh, see, there's there's a number of different video type products. So you might call it so uh, you might call it video uh, introduction. I don't know. Like, yeah, so no, it'd be like screen video, sharing, video, video tools, recruitment, and video screen recruitment. recording tools. Yeah, yeah, but then that's of not course, what it is. Like things like video assessment, video interviewing, things like that. So yeah, that's there's different. lots of different parts for yeah, yeah, it is different. But there are lots of different. And you just heard from our sponsor. You heard our sponsor putting down video interviewing products because they're not as flexible <laughs> as as audio. Okay. Next is yeah, pipeline as automation. As I, as I understand, your 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 sponsor has created a video product. So um, yes, I, I actually I actually know I I know Nick and I know Hone and I think they're absolutely brilliant. But uh, uh-huh. yeah. I think there's a good place for, Nick, a good Nick, place for you, audio. You had a great interview. Last year, you, you interviewed Nick. I got to tell you, he surprised me. He was so good on your show. Okay? I was he very was impressed. Yeah, still, but you, see, the thing is, phone transcription, I mean, I could easily have yeah. put that into my list on, on, on the Facebook group as well. Phone transcription, okay. another way of just saving loads of time. Yeah, you're right. Okay, but the, your final one that you did list is pipeline automation. And what a surprise, candidate ID appears as your recommendation. Okay. Um, yeah, but let or, me ask or, you about other, or your other favorite talent pipeline automation products. I should have said, yeah, there are uh, uh, there are others. Maybe there's no others available. I'm not sure. But of course, one of those types of products would be good. 
Okay, but there was some. You know, there was uh, somebody mentioned another uh, another product, and I asked you on online on Facebook if this is this similar to Candidate ID, and you said no, it's yeah. not. Uh, can you remember what it was? I wanted to bring it up and discuss it with you today, but I, yeah, I couldn't remember the yeah. name of it. Yeah, no, there's a couple, and they are quite interesting. So one of them I do remember. It's Human Predictions. So yeah, that was it. Human Predictions. Right. Well, there's, there there was another one, the name of which I can't remember, but Human Predictions. It's kind of like Intello, and there's various others. And what they do is they they review people's social media profiles and any other online footprint they have, and they give recruiters a recommendation as to which people are ready for a conversation based on things that they've been doing. So, for example, they post on Twitter, my boss is a, you know, whatever, something, or I hate my job, something like that. Um, uh, they do that. And it'll record this person's likely to be ready for a new job. They've been in their uh, sales job for 18 months. And the average person in that industry leaves after 21 months. It'll flag that as somebody likely to be ready for a conversation. They've updated their LinkedIn profile recently. It'll flag that uh-huh. person as likely to be ready for a conversation. So it's better than mm-hmm. nothing. It's definitely better than you know starting with 500 million profiles on LinkedIn. It's better than than that, it gives you a sense of who may be ready for a conversation, but it's still a guess. Okay. So it's not about, and, and hire not tools, about measuring their from what actual I just engagement. Said, from what I said a minute ago, higher tools doing some of that. They guess who's ripe to leave, and they also guess salary, right? So higher tools doing some of that same kind of thing, right? Okay, okay, good. Okay. Um, okay. So, but it's not, it's, not measuring, it's not measuring precise engagement. So what a talent pipeline product is going to do is going to measure – Who's ready for an opportunity based on exactly what they've been doing, clicking around? Okay, your so we're, we're going to talk so about candidate. We're going to talk, uh, plug candidate ID in a second. I'm going to do another ad. Okay, for PC Recruiter. Okay, PC Recruiter. Here's what everybody loves about it. It is the most versatile, flexible recruiting software around. Okay, it, it, and that's because it's configurable. Not everybody is turned on by that idea. They think, oh, I have to set up my own software. No, you don't. They'll help you, but the whole thing is that there's no, no guy in his ivory tower coming up with a, a work management program that they're going to impose on you, okay? You buy the software, and then you pick. It's got all kinds of different features, and you pick the ones that are going to su- suit you. You set it up to suit your own personal working style. Michael G. Cox knows that it is configurable that's the great thing and that means customizable for people who don't understand you know maybe there's some people calling in because adam's on from scotland and they don't understand what configurable means it's customizable that is the thing you want to remember for every kind of recruiting so go check them out at pcrecruiter.net okay so we're going to talk a tiny bit about uh, candidate ID, uh, and, and that is, uh, what did you just call it? Pipeline management, uh, nurturing, uh, candidate nurturing software. What do you, how do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I, 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 pipeline automation, that's how I describe it. Yeah, that, that, you know, that doesn't tell a newcomer what it means exactly, is it? it? It's pipeline nurturing. I would say nurturing is a better word than automation, don't you think? Or automated yeah, pipeline yeah. nurturing? Yeah, but that's interesting because I'm not sure it's newcomers that we're really trying to talk to. Um, uh-huh. I think it's probably pretty sophisticated, uh, pretty sophisticated buyers that we're kind of appealing to. 
However, um, we've actually just launched a free recruitment CRM, and um, yeah, we're, we're, we call it we call it free recruitment CRM, and it's available at freerecruitmentcrm.com. And uh-huh. um, we're, we're giving it away to anybody that wants recruitment CRM, because we don't feel like recruitment CRM is something that shifts the needle for anybody. So if you want one, you can have ours for free. But well, you know, you should have plugged that, that yeah, right we'll at the talk- beginning. You should have plugged it right at the beginning when I introduced you, okay? Mm-hmm. But so now you, you got your point. Yeah. But I'm going to tell something else. Yeah. You gave a little formula that, pe- that people can follow uh, in order to figure out. Like what Adam, uh, Adam does is uh, they track, you know, th- their clients send out uh, content to potential recruits. And uh, Candidate ID tracks the response. And it's not just if they click on something. It depends on what they click on. The, the more they click on, you know, some, uh, on articles that are related to this specific company, the more points they get, the more value they have. But Adam breaks this flow of different kinds of uh, content into three different types, tofu, mofu, and bofu. I, I, I think that's very ingenious. I never heard of it before. Tofu is top of the funnel. Mofu is middle of the funnel, and Bofu is bottom of the funnel. So at the top of the funnel, they get general industry articles, if I'm not mistaken. What's Mofu, Adam? Yes. Well, What's that Mofu? would be where they're maybe uh, – so that's middle of the funnel, and that's where they're maybe starting to think about new opportunities. Hey, who's so having lunch there? Hey, hey, this is a show, okay? Put yourself on mute if you're going to bang around those pots and pans. Go ahead, please. <laughs> So that's Mofu, middle of the funnel, and that, that would be the kind of content people are interested in if they're starting to think about new opportunities. So, for example, like how, how do I create a really great resume in 2019? How do I make myself look brilliant on social media to attract job, job hunting? Okay, Tofu is industry, Should is I wear industry information. Mofu is job hunting information, right? That's what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah. And Bofu, what's yeah. that? But what goes in Bofu? Comp- your own company well, information. Is my right, but? Yeah, I mean, from from the context of a recruitment business, it would be job descriptions. Here's what it's like to work at this company. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, it, job, job, a job description is the ultimate one, or a job advert would be the ultimate piece of BOFU content. Okay. So if they're clicking on BOFU, uh, this stuff, then they are ready for a call pretty much, right? If yeah, they're clicking they get, on they that. Get, they'll, get ten, they'll get 10 points for any BOFU any BOFU click, they'll get 10 points, and the red light will go off. It'll send the recruiter an alert to tell them that candidate uh-huh. just looked at the job description. Get onto them yeah. right now. Yeah, okay. You don't hear me praise anything too uh, you know, uh, enthusiastically on every show, but I love this. Tofu, MOFU, and BOFU. I-, I just think it's great, okay? And he's got like 100 questions divided into these three categories. I'm going to put out uh, a URL. If you want to get them, you can. Uh, I'll put it on my my Facebook group too. But you, here's it's a short URL. It's c i d c i d dot i m slash l b p four i. Okay, c i d dot i m forward slash l b p four i. He's got a hundred questions there, divided into tofu top of the funnel, mofu middle of the funnel and BOFU, bottom of the funnel. That's the sales funnel or candidate journey funnel. I don't know what you want to call it. Okay. So did you like that, that I'm praising something you actually suggested, Adam? 
I think that's great because I've got a bit of stick on your show in the past, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that you like tofu, mofu, bofu. Who came up with it, though? Well, where did you get that? Oh, I mean, somebody in marketing. It's not, there's not, there's not oh, a lot okay. of yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I was giving you an up. I was giving you an op- opportunity, and you also recommended Spark Start. That's another software you like, apparently. What is it? Absolutely, I do. I, I love it. And I mean, the, the one of the things I really love about Spark Start is so basically it is a it is a it is a job advert where you have to embed a video into the advert. So it's a job advert template. Where you've got to you've you've got to do a short video, put that into the advert for it to go live. Otherwise, it won't go live. It's all about video. Video is the future. Everybody wants video. Okay, and you recommend what ten- was it? What was it? Loom, Loom, L O O M as the place to do videos online for free. Is that what you recommend? Well, you could you could do you could use Loom, you could use Audro, you could use there's there's a whole bunch of different things you could use. I mean, I do I use Loom. Um, okay. Just because it's a Chrome extension, Love it's Loom. really. It's, yeah, okay, Michael. Michael, you use you use Loom for for work. Absolutely. Yeah. What definitely. do you put in it? Okay, first of all, let me spell Spark Start. It's one of these goofy spellings. S P A R C Start. dot com. Spark yeah. with a C instead of a K. Okay, Michael G. Cox, how do you use video in, in your? Uh, he recruits salespeople. Okay, what do you, how do you use it? Yeah, so I, I use it through LinkedIn direct messaging when I've gotten to the point where I've had a few messages going back and forth with a candidate. I will share with them a, a Loom video that gives a very basic overview of the opportunity, and I cover compensation, uh, a bit about the organization, the product set that they'll be selling, uh, maybe a, a section on um, the, the headache that that product set solves, and it's less than three minutes. And in that three minutes, I've given them all that information because nobody's going to read all of that. So I send them a quick video, and the response is very high. Even the negative response is like, no, I'm not interested, but that was very cool. So it, it's, it works great. It's very good. And is it just you personally talking to the camera, or are you doing, like you mentioned, uh, screen saves and stuff like that? What, what is it? I do – you can do both. So I do a video where they can see me in a bubble in the like lower right hand, lower left hand corner, and and I'm actually on the screen looking at their video at their LinkedIn profile, for example. Uh huh. Uh huh. And 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 I'm recording. Hey, this is why I want to talk to you. I see this experience. This is why I'm sent. This is why you. And then I switch screens real quick over to a, a presentation that I put together that burns through all the information about the opportunity. And which software are you using that allows you to, to use this uh, hybrid uh, presentation? Which software is that? I, I use Loom, and I'm, it just records oh, so Loom, whatever Loom, is that's on That's all your on screen. Loom. I mean, I've used Loom, but I just recorded myself talking into the uh, camera. But Loom has multiple functions, like these sophisticated yeah. functions. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Okay, Absolutely. Alan, Alan, yeah, you, so you, you use can, video? You just Did you just record whatever's on your screen. Okay, Alan, did you mm. use video? Yep. Did you use video? Yep. How? Can you tell us? Give us an example. I use it for interview prep. I send him a video on what to expect. Okay, and what's in your video? video. Who, who, what, do you, what do you use to create the video, and what's in it? Loom. I use oh, Loom, use and Loom it's as just, well. here's who you're meeting, here's a little bit about them, here's 
integrate a little bit more about what we've talked about about the company. It's maybe two minutes max. Yeah. And it's. Is it's, you how you I guys are all link. using Loom? You guys are all using yeah. Loom. I use Loom. See, see if you go into a recruitment agency in the UK, everyone's using Audra. Oh, for okay. basically the same thing. Yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, Michael G. Cox, you think that's a great idea? What Alan's doing? I, I've never heard of it before. I like it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't used it like that. Now I'm using it for all my job advertisements. Um, if I want to see, if I'll I want to see a sample, Michael G. Cox, if I want to, or Alan, if I want to see samples of what you're doing, is there anywhere that uh, it's open to the general public? Loom.com or whatever the website is. They yeah, and what what, what do we can... search? Just your name, Michael G. Cox. Oh, from from my stuff. I um, want to see an example. I want to see an example. I I, I can. Yeah, I can give I'll you send, an example. I'll send you a link. Go ahead. Can you post it in my Facebook group? Can you guys post it yeah, in my I, Facebook I'll, group, please? I'll, I can tell okay. I can tell you a link right now. It's, a, it's quite an easy one. DID.IM slash new product demo. Give me again. That's a loom. Give me again, please. DID.IM slash New product demo. C I M, okay. C I M dot. No, no. I D. Sorry. C I C I D. Okay. Dot I dot I M. Yeah. Slash new product demo. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Okay. I did that on Loom. Okay, we got eight minutes left. Uh, you know, uh, you're 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 the number one guy with tools. Uh, nobody's brought so many tools uh, lately, uh, and I, I I love what you're doing because they, they they cover everything. And I didn't I didn't know that these two regulars are using video like that. I mean, it's pretty interesting. I, I'd love to see what they're what they're doing. Okay, um, okay, where you know the song where oh where did my little dog go? <laughs> where can she be? You know that song. Anyway, you say two thirds of people think recruiting should not be under a uh, under HR. I don't think I want to talk about that. Okay, let me see. Okay, what else do you want to talk about? Hey, we were going to talk about your dad, but there's only eight minutes. Is that enough? Yeah. You want to save that for next? About, like, you want to save that for nah, next time, nah, or do you nah. want to tell us about? Nice. Nah, Go it's ahead. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. So Go ahead. it was actually the first time I came on the show. You sent you sent me a message afterwards and said. Because it was just, it was like, I don't know, about a month after my dad had died or something like that. And th- there was an obituary to him in the, for him in the newspaper in Scotland. And yeah. um, you'd said, I w- actually wanted to ask you what it was like growing up with a successful businessman dad. And <clears throat> so something that's, that might, might be quite surprising and, and are interesting is, so my dad was the CEO of a, big, a stock market listed company in the UK, a big brewery and kind of pubs and restaurants kind of business. And um, what it what it did what it did what that did to me was it gave me a very unhealthy sense of competition and wanting to uh, be more successful than him because he went to like the kind of I don't know if it translates to North America but he went to a pretty rough school um, and when we talk about school I'm not talking about university I'm talking about before that like you know up to 18 years old. He went to a pretty rough school, and then he he was a very very successful guy in life. Um, he sent me to a pretty posh, pretty kind of expensive school, 
And so I've had it in my mind, right, okay, he's did that. I've now got to, I've now got to outperform this guy because he's spent money on sending me to this expensive school. And that's really unhealthy, but unfortunately that's what that's what that did to me and because that was your question I don't know 18 months ago was what was that you know what did that do for you? So anyway, I just wanted to mention that. That was all. So is that why you're a CEO today? Because that your your goal was to match your or beat your dad? Uh, yeah, yes, it was. But here's the here's the thing, though. I tried to do it in a corporate environment, and I was a square peg in a round hole. So I worked at some big companies. I worked for Havas, and I worked for PwC, and that definitely didn't suit me. So I, I, I worked for other people for about 10 years, trying to get up the ladder to become CEO and, like, be CEO in a big company younger than my dad was and stuff like that. But actually, it was when I realized, hold on, I'm in the wrong place here. I should be starting my own business. That was the point where things changed. And the competition actually all kind of disappeared because I was doing something on a different path. So I kind of took myself uh-huh. out of the path of competition. And um, that was the point where, where you know, things changed a little bit. And I, I was a bit less, uh, felt a bit less, pre- less kind of overwhelming pressure to compete with my own dad, which was you know, not ideal. Uh-huh. I've never heard of that before, but I guess I, I'm a, from a lower class of person. Most of the people I know, their their dads weren't CEOs. <laughs> Anybody else here got a similar story like that where they were competing with their father? Anybody? That was driving them? No? Okay. Any? Uh, so let's end it there. It was a good story. Totally thank, you, thank you. But <clears throat> I, no, I don't think it's totally unique, but it's definitely um, – it's definitely something that was very unhealthy for a long, long time. And it started when I was about 12 years old. Um, so, you know, because it started. Well, why was it unhealthy? Why, why was it unhealthy? Maybe you just say, I want to be as good. Like, I love my dad. I, I respect him. And I want to be like him. Is, is there something bad no, about because that? If you, what, what because was... if you fail, yeah, because if you, if you feel like you're not achieving what you should be achieving, then oh. it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's very, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of toxic. It's not. Okay, it, it's wasn't. Unhealthy. It wasn't a confident. Wasn't a confident feeling. Okay, you didn't feel confident. Like I'm going to be as good as my dad. I, I'm proud of myself. It was like I'm no, not no, proud of myself. Like I have to prove myself. It was like I need to beat him. It was like I, I need to yeah. beat him because he's invested all this money in me going to an expensive school. I have to beat this guy uh, now. Yeah. Okay. You know? Do you feel that and you never talked about uh, that? Removed that from your life. Sorry. Say that again. Did I? Adam, do you do you feel that now that is not a factor or a negative factor in your life? Um, yeah, no, I think it's I think that's gone to be honest. No, um, I, I I've achieved. I mean, I, I'm I haven't achieved anything like the kind of success I would I would hope to achieve. I haven't accomplished what I want to do in a variety of different ways. And this is not just about, but actually, it's more so. It's not about me now. It's more more so about. I want to. I want to build. I want to build a business that's doing some things that are really making a difference, and ch- and making a difference by changing the way an industry works, helping recruitment be better in different ways, and creating jobs and careers that people want. And um, you know, so it's not about me anymore, actually. And that competition's yeah, yeah pretty much. I guess that's kind of gone. Uh, but you know, my dad died yeah. two years ago, so that also. Um, how old was yeah, he? He Must have been pretty young. Things changed. How, how old was he? Yeah, he was sixty-nine. Wow. What did he die from? Cancer? Yeah. Yeah, wow. he did, yeah. Okay, quick question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. 
quick question before we Sorry, so in your company you've got a partner but you're the public face okay i know you both go to these trade shows and wear kilts to show off your legs but how come you're the face of the, the company how did you make that decision well he's the pretty one oh yeah um, par- partially partially i've got more hair than he does yeah um, yeah but actually no in, in in seriousness it's because his background is all marketing technology and my background is in the recruitment world. So I kind of more naturally talk the same language as people in recruitment and HR. And that's really uh-huh. the, main, the main reason. But I, I, we, we do. I mean, Scott goes out on stage as well. Scott does. He just doesn't do as, as often as I do. Um, the other thing is we, in terms of we're both, we are the two salespeople for the business. My focus is on direct sales. So it's recruitment agencies and it's um, talent acquisition teams. And Scott's focus is all around partnerships with RPOs, with recruitment agencies, with recruitment tech companies. And his opening line is, how can I, how can I help you to make more money? So it's like it's a much uh-huh. more commercial conversation than the nuances of how candidates behave and, you know, how recruitment-related things. So it's mm-hmm. much more – Yeah, it doesn't, he, he, doesn't, isn't he's that, that's a good question. For, kind of. how, can I, how can I help you make more money? That's, that's not bad. It's not bad for anybody. Yeah. Okay. Adam, that's, where that's are you seeing more line, traction yeah. on the agency side and, and outside recruiting or mm-hmm. internal with the organization's corporate side? So um, our customers are 60% employers, 40% agencies, although, interestingly, our pipeline is probably 90% employers and 10% agencies. And I'm going to tell the truth about this. We get a lot further with employers than we do with agencies and i and and the 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 conversation around money and how much does this cost isn't so much of a problem with employers they don't really go into that in the first 5 minutes whereas agencies do and then immediately yeah. you're just trying to justify ROI from the beginning so it's um it's been interesting we haven't we haven't known which way it's going to go on that and we're open we're you know we remain open minded about working with both anybody that wants to build a talent pipeline whether they're an agency an rpo an employer we want to talk to them but the traction is definitely it looks like it's trending towards employers more than anybody else Okay. You know, you seem like such a pleasant person as well. I, I'd be surprised if you turned into a Frankenstein once someone uh, started dealing with you. I always, I've had that experience. I always wonder, is that these people I like, what do they really like if I have to work with them? Anyway, anybody's invited to find out, okay? Adam W. Gordon at CandidateID.com. Michael G. Cox, thank you. Alan Fleur, thank you. I, I finally got the distinction, Adam versus Alan. And uh, our good friend Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Albright. Know it all. He's not here now, but I appreciated his contribution. Hey, everybody, thank you. But you're still there, right? Hey, me? You're still there. Adam. Yeah, you're still, you're still-
Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, Adam, oh, I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm not drunk. But you know what? I'm going to play I'm going to play Jerry and and these guys complaining about the show, but it's not real. It's from 10 years ago. Don't, don't, uh, I'm I always Jerry. Like to play it. Andy, what do you think of the show today? I missed it. I was uh, involved in uh, trench warfare. Man, I got to tell you, I'm Hey, Animal, know. mute the person that's doing the beeping. Okay, area code 203. I'm off now. I'm going to have some lunch. What are you going to no, have? Don't you worry about that. Just handle your Hey, stuff. I'm not worried about it. I was seeing if you were interesting. Andy Gregor, I'm sorry to have... Yeah, no, uh, no problem. Uh, no, I understand. Uh, we have to take care of uh, housekeeping. Um, I, uh, you know, man, I, I, I'm sure the guy's a nice guy. Uh, as a guest, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to say it was, it was kind of on the plainer side of vanilla, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it really was. I mean, I, I just uh, it was. I don't. I don't remember a show being more, uh, you know, want want. I mean, it's just you know, it's just kind of. Uh, okay. I'm indifferent. I, I thought it was great, Alan. Alan, Adam. I'll see you next time. Thanks.